again and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're here for another double episode of Rick and Morty season four, episodes two and three. First up, The Old Man and the Seat, written by Michael Waldron, directed by Jacob Hare. This was an odd episode, but I found myself really enjoying it, so I gave it a 9.7 out of 10. Uh, there was a lot of cameo voiceovers, a few that we can give a shout out to Sam Neill as, uh, Mono Gatron, <laughs> Kathleen Turner as Mono Gatron's queen, Taki Watiti, uh, as Gluty, and also from Marvel, Jeffrey Wright from Westworld as Tony and pamela adlin as verb mcgerber's child of whom rick threatened to find out where tony was before we do jump into the recap of this episode wherever you listen to podcasts podbean stitcher apple Podcasts, amazon do me a favor go down to the writing section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well if you want to send feedback for any of the shows that I do, including Rick and Morty, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. So Rick starts, uh, seems like we've been starting off at the family table where everyone sets up what the story is going to be. That episode, we find out Rick has a new intern called Glutey and tattooed on top of his head is do not make me an app something jerry of course cannot resist because telling him to not do something is the equivalent of telling him he has permission to do so he has an intern just to just to pour syrup on his pancakes and immediately i wanted some pancakes and i have only a tiny bit of syrup so unfortunately i didn't get what i want i didn't have a love connection with the pancakes that i was desiring uh he has to go somewhere i love when they get all meta it's like i'm gonna have an adventure by myself goodbye and summer announces that he's a shy pooper and he's gonna go out and find or go back to go to a secret place so that he can take a dump fuck shit pussy ass motherfucking damn bitch bitch damn motherfucking ass pussy shit fuck Beth said, I wish you were this excited about your SAT. <laughs> and then Jerry says, well, I'm man enough. He says this one will not be directed by Ron Howard. And I didn't even know one was directed by Ron Howard. So whatever that, that dig is, I want to know. He says he'd be happy if Ron Howard directed his poop. Uh... All of them being like, way to go. We're rooting for you. That is exactly why people hate when you announce that you're going to go take a shit. You're like, what? I don't need to know this personal business of yours. And I have been guilty in the past. I am not, not ashamed to admit it. My one friend came up with the euphemism for it, saying just taking your children, dropping your children off at school or something to that effect. But i get it i get the point you do not need to announce your bodily functions to everyone even if everyone's doing it but i sometimes feel the need in case i'm gone for a while 
like don't come looking for me because i'm busy (laughs) but in the end uh the right (laughs) this announcement thing we've got going (laughs) needs to stop it's unnecessary he goes upstairs and finds glutey jerry that is and immediately is like yeah i totally want to make an app let's do this and they come up with as beth says the most pathetic stupid sounding app name love finders (laughs) with a z (laughs) and it pairs up people this is a dig on dating apps people get on so many dating apps trying to find love and are invested in an app deciding to tell you who you should love and what love is versus i don't know figuring that shit out yourself summer out with her mother immediately is paired up and is immediately also in love but i i enjoyed the way in which it shows the sporadicness of people like you even if you think the grass is greener on the other side you know you're willing to to abandon everything just for that and how people are serial daters now because people don't stay with anyone long enough to to develop something it's all about what criteria fits in a group of categories and that's just about it my mother was recently having a conversation to me about being single i'm just like i say the same thing all the time like i've got offers it's not like i'm hurting up for anything (laughs) it's uh it's a decision it's a choice it's a uh you know it's the it's getting rid of the idea that affection only comes from sexual affection or intimacy only comes from uh a romantic type of connection you can have all of that and then maybe if you get all that you'll be better off when it is coming to finding the right romantic connection but it's all about i think the pressure too of being single as my mom continues to to load to dig at me like i like it's somehow despite what she says every time oh i hear that i know that's right i know in the back of the mind they're just like you're unusual and it doesn't <laughs> you know you look at people like that like they're lonely they must be lonely they're 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 somehow left on the side of the the side of the road and meant to be um kind of looked down on a bit that is neither here nor there uh summer is uh forgetting that she's still a child <laughs> her mother is not going to allow the fact that she thinks she's grown to stop her from parenting i loved all of this even though it was ridiculous with her paragliding to find her around in accidents the way she showed up at the hotel and was grabbing her like i'll scream if you want to act stupid i'll get just as stupid as you are and uh i must say (laughs) on one hand I, I, the the gist of the whole thing is especially when she made that comment to the guy like that's not how parenting's supposed to look and he's like where's your daughter at and he's like you know that's right she did join isis kind of like you know you can be a helicopter parent and be trashed for that 
but there are also people out there that are chasing their children or figuring out what's going on and and they they end up becoming crazy people (laughs) or shooting up schools or anything else in that category that we've seen of these rather lackadaisy parents one might call them the 50 parents uh the baby boomer parents where you know they lived into that shit where we don't lock our doors and our kids can stay out into the street lights come on and i don't give a shit what they're doing all day if they want to discover dead bodies or whatever the fuck it's it's is what it is because it, it was about living life in this bubble and now as parents you gotta be watching fucking everything a kid's gonna do because they can fall into especially on the internet they can fall into to things fairly easily but also i think there is a balance that needs to be had because it's funny because i mentioned to my mom <laughs> another sidebar uh a trip we're having and i said i said it as nicely as i can and she was like I, i'm picking up what you're putting down it's like you're you can't help you can't turn off what you you have on when you're around kids it's like you don't know how to let kids be kids because i think that's a also a lost art to let children be children but also guide them and that means they are gonna make mistakes they're gonna fuck up and that's okay they're supposed to (laughs) sometimes you gotta let them fall sometimes i let my daughter just fall and then she'll come back and she'll be like so you were right i'm like yeah that's good that's good i can give you the warning And, and i mean set them up for for those failures that you know they are going to fall on relatively they'll, they'll hurt themselves like riding a bike that's the the old euphemism but you know they'll, they'll, they'll scrape up their knees a little bit but they'll get the fuck back up and that's what they're supposed to do uh and you gotta let them scrape their knees can't hold the hold the bike the whole entire fucking time and that's pretty much where she was going a little too far but i also get it you running off chasing men all over the damn place trying to find love and for a, for a woman with a daughter that's a extra because you in a lot of ways understand where they're at what they're feeling and what they're going through and thus and thus it makes it even more of a challenge however uh you know that battle is that battle and a mother's job is to have that battle whether she wants to have it or not that means if we're gonna fight in a in a what was it an airport as she runs from <laughs> love interest to love interest that's what we're gonna do if i gotta kick scream scratch bite whatever and then in the end the app is adwald and all of a sudden it's no longer inter no one's interested because they also want to jump on free apps and they don't want to pay for it that's also very true like all you gotta do is put some ads in there ain't nobody on that shit (laughs) i love that that was uh that was gluti's intention to ruin his app he couldn't shut it down but he could get people disinterested real quick and once that temptation's taken away 
it's back to normal it's back to normal let's get to the gluty storyline with jerry uh i love morty coming in being like what did you do why would you do that when he told you not to do that and he did that because he wants to keep something horrible from happening that he is too lazy to explain that's why rick tattooed it on his forehead and is also the purpose of every warning label oh don't do it yeah yeah oh my god jerry has his young son take center come on shake him some more that seemed to work <laughs> it's like do you have a weapon no do you have a weapon why are you doing what this other person says all of that was pretty funny they end up going to uh they think it's a bomb because he has a beeping app <laughs> and they end up getting him to take him to their mothership it turns out that uh this app is to cause humans to be distracted because they haven't mastered the art of true love as their species has and while love is plentiful water isn't and they're taking their shit I don't know how this tied into the post credit scene of Jerry licking uh, another concoction of Rick's that shows, I guess, their truest desire. And Jerry's truest desire is to be a bottled water delivery man. Why? I don't know. But that's uh, that's where that is. <laughs> as him and his missus his queen are he's you know he's taking time from business so that he can attend to her as she walks into the room his uh his hostages get away and then he goes back to business he's like this is more important this relationship but it's also about the proprietary things as well because he's all like we can do everything without water because we got love but you need water so what's love without the commodity of other things that you need as well i like the 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 analysis behind this episode which is why i enjoyed it so much um they decide to try to find their way out he continues to think this is a great adventure jerry it's jerry and morty adventure yay and i what i also appreciate about this episode is the way they split the family up and it isn't just rick and morty or rick morty and summer or you know they're utilizing them in different ways more interesting ways and i think that's a growth in the series from what we've seen thus far and that's what you have to do that's that's uh something important that other tv shows sometimes forget about they stick to a formula and they just they they keep hitting the same formula not thinking okay maybe this will get old maybe even if it is successful and you don't need to switch it up to switch it up to throw that creativity in there to always grow what you have instead of resting on the laurels of what you already did and that's true creative creativity in my opinion that seems to get very lost in the writing teams when they are doing serialized tv series that was a lot of words that were the same moving on i forgot to mention in the the daughter one when the guy was like he got his match he's like i quit i'm gay and i enjoy xander 
don't know why that was funny, but it was. Because <laughs> I was like, who's Xander? I have no idea what that reference is. <laughs> so, in their high five, they end up getting recaptured. <laughs> And just as they're about to be murdered. Oh, he's like, someone, he's like, does anyone have a gun? It's on the way. <laughs> he tells him his diabolical plan. He's like, why does it have to be evil plan? But once he gets a gun, that's when he can have an evil plan. Because, you know, it's just a conversation until weapons are involved. Uh, they talk to Glutie and Jerry's able to tell Glutie, like me, we are unmatched despite the fact that uh he told her that he didn't use the 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 app he actually did <laughs> and she did too it was paired up with ted dancing every time i think of ted dancing i'm like holy shit he was he not married to whoopi goldberg oh my god wow oh my god i feel like i have to remind myself every time that name is brought up uh he uh he's able to get this information realizing that our whole society is built on love and i don't get that so fuck everything else and he decides he's gonna bring down the app by uh basically ad walling it this leads to a fallout between the king and his queen because <laughs> she flips him off like uh i don't give a fuck you didn't handle business so you ain't getting none of this Morty's like, Dad, I need to tell you something. It's important. I started this day disgusted and embarrassed to be your son. Bruh. And then later, I thought we were going to die because you're a loser. Oh, snap! He said, there's no more coming. Nope. Quit fucking up and let's go. <laughs> love this side of morty <laughs> and they're able to get back home and it's a good thing as soon as his wife called him he knew he messed up she's like this is the stupidest thing ever and our daughter has fallen into it oh he's like you're a man he's like yeah and you're an embarrassment <laughs> meanwhile with Rick's storyline, he has created on a planet his own personal shitter. And I must say, it, it looks nice. It looks nice. He can wash his hands in waterfalls. He's got a great view of the world as he as he relaxes. Because Lord knows, my bathroom, for some strange reason, if I'm in there for more than two minutes, I hear a knocking on my door. My child's coming for me. Like, what you doing? Uh, what the fuck do you think I am doing? If my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions. Then she got the audacity to be like, you done though, you should be done by now. Don't matter. Sometimes I like to just sit. <laughs> when I grew up in, in the household, because there's eight kids in the house, the bathroom was the only place that was quiet because I shared a room with another sibling. So I would actually go in the bathroom not actually sit on the toilet but go in the bathroom just as a quiet place and people would also knock on the door like what are you doing in here <laughs> trying to find some peace 
Ah, being an introvert in an extrovert world. So he uh, realizes after taking a dump that someone has used his toilet. This leads to an investigation. He, it's so serious. <laughs> he has a nature call. So he could go down to Secret Lair, look at the different poops, turn the poop into what exactly it was materialized, which was a sandwich. He finds the deli that the sandwich was at, which is a frog place. Everybody's like, ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. He goes to the fly who's got a drug ring going on. And he's like, look, I have taken hostage all 456,000 of your children <laughs> out of the 80, 800,000 that you have. Because he's a fly. He's like, you want to know who made a sandwich? And he says, you have to find the delivery bot who has joined the robot wars, which we keep hearing about these robot wars. And we finally get to see the frog the alligator people against the robots in the robot war i like rick killing people very graphically like the one he wrapped around uh to the helicopter and it just ripped his uh, body off like you're taking off a condom oh that's nasty oh they're so nasty and he finds the robot but it's about to be uh actually it is killed so he tries to get all of the units put back together and one of the guys ends up uh, swallowing it. And I love that all we see is the newscast. Like, in an upset, unexpectedly, the robot wars have ended. <laughs> like, he basically turned the tides of the war just so he could figure out who the fuck <laughs> shit in his toilet. That is when he confronts Tony tony's like uh yeah i know what i did like did you use this he's like yep mm -hmm. he's like this belongs to you he's like where do you want to die it's like uh is there an office room that's free thanks guy thanks he goes in and he says before you kill me i want to look at a photo of my wife and he's like what you're uh what did he say something to the effect well he finds out his wife is dead because rick has a soul despite him wanting and he also mentions that he's a shy pooper he goes to another dimension before he kills him to go find a guy that has his wife and uh use the pooper because he just wanted to do so and he beats the shit out of him because he can't kill tony uh tony says i realize it now you need a friend that well first that was the second time because he goes back he thinks the whole thing's taken care of he's like look i'm warning you just stay the fuck away from my toilet except <laughs> he comes back to sit on the toilet and as he blows himself up as a giant to confront him he tells him that i know that you're lonely like pooping out here it's the only thing that you can control in the universe that is incontrollable uh we feel the same like we understand each other in a very cosmic way the universe took something from you uh took something from me as well my uh, this is reference back to his wife and he uh he says that i that think you feel just like me very lonely and depressed and he thinks that he needs a friend and despite threatening to kill him or he is gonna kill him by taking a, a, a shit on top of him 
<laughs> he's like you're not really gonna oh you are <laughs> except he goes to heaven and the heaven uh, is uh he's able to see his wife and there's nothing but beautiful toilets around and a toilet jesus and he ends up straining himself rick shows up to let him out so that he doesn't actually die <laughs> and this is all a simulation <laughs> um he's set up and he's like man you're really he's like oh i'll see you again no you won't i'm gonna kill you next time no you're not <laughs> it's like we're friends you don't want to admit that we're friends but we're friends and the next time or he goes and he he sets up this clear sabotage thing to his toilet and he goes to go find this time tony and he's gonna drop him off some very heavily laxative lace chocolates <laughs> and some other things saying he can use the toilet whenever he wants because he thinks that by not threatening him that'll get him to be there this is this is a rick's very traumatic way of of finding a connection with someone seppi finds out that tony has died that tony actually uh that tony decided to live life to the fullest and died in an accident was it a car accident <laughs> and uh he's like okay well i'm gonna need to process this let me take away these laxative lace chocolates and uh he makes all he says he <laughs> the one thing he's like he died uh doing uh going up mount ever mount space everest and he's like oh you got a mount space everest that's actually really sad because a lot of people do go to mount everest to die <laughs> uh there's actually this forest in japan that i found out that people go to the to die and this one youtuber that still has millions of people that follow him went out there and found a dead body because that's how fucking prolific people die in this forest uh so yeah the references were deep because he was depressed um there's a there's a lot there's a lot of connective tissue here between tony and himself uh and the reasons why they find this solitary uh moment to do the one thing that the universe has absolutely no control over which is shitting <laughs> and uh as he's talking to the one chick he uh he gets mad because he's making all these references that she doesn't get and he's also you know a little upset and he says watch space hillbillies so jokes can land you stupid twat get out of here you meanie he goes back to the the setup and sits on the toilet and we see that he had come up with an elaborate holographic message so every time he sits on the toilet he'll be insulted because this is what he can offer like oh you're so fucking lonely uh you'll have to see my face every time but i think this is his way, way of hazing his friend he doesn't want him to be on the toilet but he can't accept that because he asked like this is what you do to all of you people that you can't kill or <laughs> i love that he immediately understands and he goes to the funeral and he gives him like you can clone him he won't be the same person you know but you could put his head with memories and shit and the, the dad completely understands he's like it's hard losing a friend he's like it wasn't my fucking friend the fuck you say to me you little shit uh-huh honey i'm in denial i think that's why i love rick so much because i'm just as i feel 
at times just as emotionally prickly <laughs> which leads us to episode three one crew over the crew coups morty written by katie delaney directed by brian newton this one i like less i gave it an 8.4 out of 10 i got the jokes but i too rick hate heist movies never watch them don't want to watch them not interested in them and this was the longest overly long heist movie i've ever seen and i can't do it i could not i was like oh my gosh i can't it's so like the elon tusk jokes were pretty funny but for the most part uh it was it it went so long for me (laughs) the way they kept doing the switcheroos it's just i knew where they were going with it it just once they got past the the miles uh trick on trick part after that i i quite frankly fell out of (laughs) enjoyment because it was getting a little too ridiculous um and this one uh they go to rob a a tomb and when they get there they realize the treasure has already been stolen by miles knightley that is also another famous voice uh justin no not justin is his first name justin it might yeah it is justin thoreau for some reason i didn't think his first name was justin Uh, if you've watched uh oh my gosh i forgot until this girl my niece was watching charlie's angels that he was in charlie's angels looking all ripped that was like back in the 90s when people were like who's that guy and i know him from uh, a little show called the leftovers which i ended up finishing that show i don't think i podcast on it i went all the way through it i had a love-hate relationship with it on one hand it had a lot of brilliance on the other hand it it irritated my soul so um i would not recommend anyone watching it but particularly towards the last season i think there was just a few characterizations i just was not about like that that's where it boiled down to there's some i was really into their storylines and then some story arcs i was like uh i'm so done with this i don't know why people like this as much as they do but he is voicing miles knightley hipster dick and not worth their time but rick is going to fucking kill him i didn't get no sleep because of y'all y'all not gonna get no sleep because of me i did like the booby suits <laughs> waste of snakes <laughs> he says stealing stuff is not about the entrance uh it's about the stuff he does not want to support the genre so when he's asked to either get guest pass or was the other one uh professionals you needed to have a crew he doesn't have a crew he's like i'll just get in on my own and unfortunately his portal gun has uh i love that people are catching on to the fact that he is the smartest man in the universe with a portal gun but try to find some uh ways of him not utilizing it and in this case he's portaled right directly into uh well morty is into being electrocuted they also were going up the mountain and he's like uh only this is your fucking adventure and i only have one hover chair (laughs) until he falls and he's like you couldn't have done that the entire time uh i was eating and you're dirty 
they go back to the garage and instead of supporting the genre well he doesn't want to support the genre by getting a crew he does exactly that just like in the genre uh glar whomever <laughs> truckosaurus what the what the fuck truck no it was truckula he only got them to get in that was the hilarious part he said so what's the job that was it <laughs> and then the whole thing was miles challenging him to a heist and if you win uh i'm part of your crew but if i win you're part of my crew but i already did the heist because he said that's what he does it's 60 percent getting a crew together 40 percent explaining how the heist already went down <laughs> this is exactly what these movies are every oceans 11 franchise and uh he uh he ends up pulling one over on him by creating a algorithm bot that would uh basically foil his plans and he already had the crystal skull himself i love when everyone's booing him he's like your booze mean nothing i've seen your cheers <laughs> by the way i control the entire audience but plot twist because there's always got to be a plot twist uh the hysotron has double crossed him and now and wants to enslave the entire population or race into being uh in heist movies so now they have to go get their crew to take down him and they do that by uh what did he do he created a another one didn't he create another one yeah he did he created another one and i can't remember which one i think it was random no wait it was Hysotron and randotron right i might be blanking out something the whole entire time morty has been talking about developing a script that he has for a heist movie and this all is a play to get morty to lose interest in his heist script so that netflix doesn't pick it up and he can continue with his adventures with rick that that's all this boils down to it was funny when they went and picked tuscula up <laughs> it's like why don't you get your human version well he doesn't really work well with others all the jokes there were pretty pretty funny and the the best one is when he's like come over here and the camera goes like two spaces over that was that was the chef's kiss of the entire episode and seeing mr poopy butthole in action and do his little matrix scene that was hilarious the post credit scene is rick and mr poopy butthole butthole on the roof and he's like so um i'm actually fired from my job and that attack was actually uh not to test his karate skills it was because of him being fired from his job so i like the whole the idea of the plot twist but it just lost my interest halfway through or at least three-fourths through not the whole entire thing we do have feedback on these two episodes so let's hop into the mailbag Hey 
Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Rick and Morty Season 4, Episode 2 and 3. Um, let's see, Episode <laughs> 3 um, was about Rick and his uh, poopy spot, his secret poopy spot that he has to go to to take a dump and finding out that it was um, infiltrated by a random person. He went on a mission to find the person. It ended up being Tony. Um, he he, he uh, bumps into the what the fly people who were who's uh, in charge of frogs, a fly gangster cartel, whatever. Um, he's like, I'm looking for the person behind this sandwich, and he's like, Oh, you really talking about a sandwich? Because he was like, I'll put, I'll give you a bullet sandwich on two slices of gun, <laughs> something like that. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> Excuse me. And so he goes off and um, finds Tony. And it's like the epitome of the, uh, when me and my son were talking about today, you know, this hater generation, uh, you know, people that hate just to hate. And even though they'll watch something and, and just hate the whole time and just talk hate on it the whole time. Um, that's like what well, that was Rick in this one. I mean, he claimed that he hated Tony and what Tony was about, but he couldn't kill Tony. And when Tony ended up dying, he was sad to see him go, even though he spent the whole time hating on Tony and trying to call himself getting rid of Tony. But it didn't. In the end, it was like when the thing is when Tony is no longer with him. There was like a, you know, he felt. Like, a part of him was missing. I wouldn't say all that. But you know what I mean. Um, So, yeah, same thing. It's like, I see. Yeah, just again, me and my son were talking about it. It's like, you know, it's it's like people don't get the concept of just not watching something. Uh, Hate watching is a thing. And it's just funny to me. This kind of reminded me of that. Um, Then we got the Jerry story, Jerry and Morty with Jerry going behind everybody's back and creating the app, even though he was warned not to. Um, They ended up, everybody's making fun of the app name Love Finders. (laughs) So, um, of course, the app is putting people together and we see Summer um, going up with different random dudes that she's using the app and it's forcing her to fall instantly in love with random people. Um, even people that are way not her age. <laughs> so, um, Beth is there. It's like, Beth, you're the mom, you know, if, yeah, I get it. You know, teenagers are difficult. It's, it's, it's hard to talk sense into them. So I get that part. So, um, so she's out there being extra. Summer's out there sleeping around with everybody, I guess. Um, and um, Morty and Jerry go onto the spaceship, and we find out they are the monogatrons. <laughs> so a spin on monogamy, um, and uh, they're about committing people being people in committed relationships putting people in committed relationships and then we see the ruler the leader and his first his marriage they're all lovey-dovey and then when they later on they, it backfires um so they go on this um thing jerry and morty to get rid of this app trying to find ways to get rid of the app um the guy uh jerry finally shows the guy that he has no match and this 
puts him over the edge where he's like, I, I'm getting rid of the gloopy, getting rid of the, the app because he doesn't have a love match, I guess, I'm thinking. Um, so there's that. And um, of course, it was hilarious when uh, Morty's like, Dad, we started out today. I started out today being disgusted and embarrassed to be your son. And now uh, I thought, and, and today I thought we would die because you're a loser. And that was it. I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And Jerry's like, that's it. <laughs> so there's that one. That's episode three. Episode four was about um, heist and heist off. This this ep- this episode had me dying because it was just like, talk about rabbit holes. It was just so ridiculous. It's like, or like the except inception, like the dream within the dream within the dream. <laughs> And so this one is like the heist of the heist of the heist. And so <laughs> uh, I was dying when um, Rick in the uh, randomizer or heisternizer, whatever they were calling it, was like, I programmed you to believe. And no, I programmed you to believe. So it's like, I programmed you to believe to, I, to program what I believe. Like, whatever. It was hilarious. I was dying. Um, so yes, this one was, I was at first, I was like, Everybody was double crossing everybody, and then just like, no, this is the double cross to the double cross to the double cross. <laughs> I was like, it's no longer is a double cross if you do it more than once. Like, it's double cross, and if you double cross the double cross, isn't that a triple cross? <laughs> so that was funny. Um, then we find out it was just, I'm like, oh my gosh, Rick is so extra. I swear. He, this whole elaborate heist thing came about because Morty was writing a script for Netflix on a heist and he wanted to show Morty how lame they are. So he, he made this whole elaborate thing with the heist off just to get Morty to not write this script because of what Summer said about if he gets famous, he's not going to want to go on adventures anymore. I'm like, dude, you are so extra. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, instead of just saying it out and out, hey, I, you know, I feel like this is going to, we're not going to spend any time together. Rick has to be Rick. He has to be manipulative and, and work it to where he gets to what he wants. But in this elaborate scheme, um, of I guess heisting this whole script thing without even <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. So I enjoy that one as well. Um I don't know what else. Oh yeah, we got to see Mr. Poopy Butt Poopy Butthole. Um I thought that was funny that scene with him teaching and then the the him going at the students and I saw the end credit scene where he's like, Yeah I would love to teach that if, if only I hadn't put the students in the hospital. He's been fired. So, poor poopy, Mr. Poopy Butthole. Seems like every time Rick gets involved in something, it, it never it turns out well for him. <laughs> and so, but he's, he's still, you know, he was up for the adventure when Rick, when Rick came calling. So, he don't have no bad feelings about it, apparently. 
But those are my thoughts about these two episodes. I enjoy them. Um, again, that's you know how I feel about this show, and uh, it's just a good, good uh, source of stress relief and just you know escapism. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your feedback. Uh, just a few things to add. I should have been surprised but i'm not surprised that you like the the whole ridiculousness of the the second episode more so um but you definitely caught the ending better than i did i knew it was to stop him from netflix but i i i think i missed the fact that it the whole entire thing was to like the whole entire thing was a heist in itself like yeah they were going so inception with it that i think i just lost track and i also misheard i thought he got fired oh i think i was i misspoke actually earlier not misheard you're right he did get fired because of he was uh, the karate kids in the class <laughs> i think i said it uh backwards or i said it in a way that made it seem like he got fired before then no he got fired because of that incident also monogatron for monogamous i didn't get that at all so good catch on that and i also didn't catch the because i was writing down some of my favorite lines but i missed the one (laughs) where the bullet is a sandwich and your body in between (laughs) i love that episode that freaking had that was had bars for me but uh i cannot wait to continue our journey into the next two episodes sometime next week so if you want to send feedback, blackgirlhatch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic. <laughs>